What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always, always use your head. You are now listening to Chair Shot Radio. Always use your head. Good Friday morning, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody else in between. Yes, I am back. Maybe. Kind of, sort of. It's your boy, Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash. This is another episode of Chairshot Radio, Head Trauma, the midweek slash end week mainstay. Maybe? That don't sound as good. But I'm back with my brothers. I'm back with my liege, his lordship, Lord Mags. And what was your nickname? The Herald of Head Trauma? Is that what I gave you? Paul? I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm back with Magnum Tali. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing good. I've got a bit of a bone to pick with uh, Mr. Tolly here. Um, didn't air, didn't air it. Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I didn't air it in the in the in the pre-record chat that we had because I wanted to get uh, his initial reaction without uh, without kind of swaying it. But yeah, um, you clearly haven't watched um, the this week's chair wrestling. I'm sure you'll catch it uh, uh, pretty soon. But we do something on that show that is directly um, influenced by you. Oh really? Um, yeah, it's uh something that you uh, you've become known for over wrestling Twitter, uh, a foible, <laughs> shall we say? Um, so so I said it was Chair Wrestling's uh, birthday episode. Um, we did kind of like uh, a few kind of throwbacks to old episodes, and one of them was uh, a, about food and uh, weird foods. Okay, um, I like where this is going. So yeah, what yeah. what would you say is the weirdest food that that you eat? I don't. I don't think there's anything weird about my diet, to be honest. Nothing, come on. <laughs> nothing rings a bell. Come on, come on. He's, oh, he's weird. It's not weird to him. That's what it is. Yeah, I, that's it. <laughs> well, you, you do know I am. I am. I am partial to uh, a, half a half a stock cube now and again. A, a specific company. Yeah, nor nor chicken stock cube is is my favourite. <laughs> but I've tried others. <laughs> I have sampled them. The vegetable one isn't too bad. Okay, so a, that, a bit too that, grainy. That was one of the things that we uh, we we did 
we what, what we thought we we thought we'd put ourselves in your shoes and and see if you deserve the grief that you get from yeah. eating stock cubes. Um, <laughs> you didn't. So live on on a stream, um, me and Sar at a stock cube. I think he ate a vegetable one. I I actually put a poll out to see which one I should eat, and chicken one. Good. Um, yeah. So you were lucky. Well, Luca is a stretch. <laughs> I don't class myself lucky because it it tasted like the the powder at the bottom of a of a pot noodle. Yeah, mixed with the most amount of salt that any human has ever eaten in one go. It was the saltiest thing that I have ever had the misfortune to eat. It was horrific, <laughs> and. And the worst thing is, is when you chew it, it's grainy. So you're, you're, you're feeling yourself crunching those salt particles. And then it it doesn't dissolve. It just turns into like a, a globule. Like and a nice try, a paste. Yeah, very paste-like. And you yeah. swallow it, and it coats the, the whole of your mouth. The yeah, whole so then of when, it. when you have like a drink of water, you, you get... You get a secondary Stock. hit. Stock. Well, <laughs> so, to, to add to that, we also had to uh, we uh, revisited a topic that we covered about um, uh, alcohol that you you drink as a child when you when you're out with your mates and you think you're cool, fifteen, yeah. sixteen years old. Um, yeah, well. I I got the pleasure of washing my stock cube down with a can of super strong white cider. Oh. So, <laughs> I heard about the white I heard about the white cider. That's got to be grim. It it was fucking grim. It was like drinking yeah. vinegar, like genuinely drinking vinegar. It was horrific. So, I you didn't have, have for a pork stock cube. <laughs> well, maybe next time when it happens never again, I'll go for a pork <laughs> stock cube. But yeah, so I had that bone to pick with you. Thank you for for putting that out there in the ether, meaning that I had to suffer with kidney failure because of the the inordinate amount of salt that I took into my system. So you didn't enjoy it? Uh, not in the slightest. Did Sai enjoy it? No, he he nearly threw up on stream. <laughs> I need to. I need to. I, I think I'm going to have to leave this. Uh, and I he, have to leave this chair shot radio and go watch. He uh, followed his down with uh, not even. With White Sider, he drunk uh, Mad Dog 2020. Oh, oh God. Do they still them. sell that? Yes. No, they, they couldn't. It was a knockoff version. It was actually called XF7515. Why is he playing with life like that? Why is he playing with his life like that? <laughs> the, the bottle, it, it the liquid in the bottle was was red at the bottom, but then as it got to the top, the neck, it, it got... It got lighter in color. It was, yeah, it was genuinely disturbing. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Mad Mad Dog is the cheapest way to get fucked up here in America. Like, if yeah. you really want to get fucked up and you don't want to drink beer, you got like five, ten dollars. Go get you some maybe twenty twenty. Yeah, it's it's gruesome. And I also wore a, a, a cute little uh, headband bag sash. Uh, for the birthday, so yeah, you'll definitely go and check that out on the radio techers techers uh, YouTube channel. Watch me embarrass myself for happy birthday, chain wrestling. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday. Uh, a year already. Brilliant. Wow. Yeah. So it's gone so quickly. It really, really has. Uh, we can't follow 
stock cubes, <laughs> fake Mad Dog 2020, and Mags looking like the New Year's baby. We can't follow that up with wrestling. I'm like, where do we go from here? Exactly. Have you got any <laughs> stock cubes, Ray? <laughs> Have you uh, eaten a stock cube, Ray? <laughs> I don't look. I don't. With respect, I've never known a human being just pop it in their mouth. <laughs> you put it in the food and let it give the food the flavor. But to eat their own. Cut out the middleman. Don't eat the food and just eat the flavor. Apparently. See, I'll see I've been looking at life all wrong. Yeah. But so, they, they, they eat stock cubes like when they're climbing Everest and stuff, don't they? So well, yeah, but like is that's there, because is there a, is there a about lot of to altitude. die from shock. Yeah. Is there a lot of altitude in Stevenage? <laughs> is, it, is it a particularly mountainous area? It's as if, flat as it comes. If you're 30,000 feet high, I think your body needs a little salt. You know? So I don't know that you need it. <laughs> flat on the ground. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so... Um, Magsy has a little makeshift quiz for us, but before we go to that, um, I did want to talk one second about something that apparently neither of my co-hosts have paid attention to or watched. So hooray for that. We don't watch wrestling. Just because we do wrestling podcasts and we talk about wrestling on Twitter, do you think we watch wrestling? Obviously not. Well, I mean... (laughs) Most of the people who follow wrestling don't watch it, so that's you're right. <laughs> um, but let so last we're recording this on Tuesday, so last night was a very big match. Um, it was the 17th anniversary of the first time women main evented Raw with Lita and Trish, excuse me, and that classic match they had where Lita damn near broke her neck, Trish had mm-hmm. a broken nose, and they left it all on the floor. Lita won a title. We got Becky Lynch defending against Liv. And there was question that it was going to main event, but when the show started with Big E versus Kevin Owens in the cage, you knew that that match got the main event. Liv got the star entrance. They did a little um, package of her from that, uh, from that uh, whatever the documentary she had was on the network and looked like a star. Great match. Becky won once again by chicanery, which is, I think a good move to continue building up a baby face because she wasn't beaten solidly. Like Bianca was never beaten solidly. Um, Becky continues to go forward. And then when Becky finally loses that title, it's going to look important because Becky since WrestleMania 35, Becky has not lost the championship. Mm-hmm. I don't even think she's been pinned in a singles match. If you, if you, of course, you'll take away the time she was out from the baby, but like that's a long time. Yeah. So yeah. what I what I wanted to ask you guys' opinion on was there was some. I mean, fans are fans, but there was some people disappointed that Becky lost, that Becky won, and that Liv lost, which is fair from a fan standpoint. But where do you guys stand with long title reigns? Because uh, John Alba who is a pretty big journalist in the wrestling business, journalist, quote-unquote, um, or last week brought up Roman and how Roman's title reign may not be helping other people. And so where do you guys stand on having long title reigns? And the and what do you think the goal of a, of a long title reign should be? Should the goal of a long title reign be to build up everybody that the guy faces or to build one massive person 
when that person loses. Like, talk to me about your your thought process behind long title reigns, and because we've had a lot recently. Kenny held the belt for a minute. You know, uh, Walter held it for 17 years or whatever it was. Like, there, we had a lot of long title reigns lately. So, yeah, I'm just curious to get your opinion. Well, I mean, if you if you don't mind, Paul, I'll I'll, I'll fire in first and then just jump in as and when. Uh, in in terms of uh, my thoughts on long title reigns, I I like long title reigns. I think uh, a long title reign uh, it, it kind of helps make the title mean more. Uh, if you have a title reigns where um, the it, the belt's been hot potatoed, the, it kind of loses that luster. If you have a, a championship that has been held by one, two people in a year, that to me means more than if that title has had 12 uh, holders in that year. Um, in in terms of who should have long title reigns, I'm, I'm old school. I think it should be the heel. I think heels, uh, heels make for better long title reigns because the 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 kind of groundswell of, of a, a plucky face will always mean more than a, a, a face champion. Um, if you look at all the, 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 the most popular face champions throughout history, the titles have generally been relatively short because the money is in the chase rather than in the champion being at the top of the tree. Um, in, in, in terms of uh, who the, the run helps... I think the whole point of a, a long title run is to benefit one person at the end. Okay. And, th- and that is not just the job of the champion. That's the job of all those contenders as well to make that title and that title run mean more and more. So each each title contender that that champion has been able to beat has that little bit more uh, luster to that title, has that little bit more gravitas to that title reign. So when we get to the point where that champion is beaten, that that person gets all that accumulated rub, I suppose, uh, from from winning that title and, and being the one person who could beat that wrestler. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> we want the I agree. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> no, I agree. With, I agree with a lot, lot, lot of Maxi's points there. I, I love a long title reign. I do. I do. I completely agree. I do think it makes makes the titles so much more kind of worthy. Um, I, I think it's more. I, I do. I think it's more interesting. Um, I, I find if a title gets hot shotted around too much, actually. Kind of my 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 attention span doesn't doesn't like that. I prefer I prefer kind of longer builds to things. Um, and uh, sorry, what was I going to say? <laughs> what is a McMahon? What is a what, what is a McMahon? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think in terms of who does I think I think a, t- a long title ring can benefit. Doesn't always have to benefit the person who wins it at the end. Um. I think I think Roman's long title reign is benefiting Roman. And I think that's the right thing to do. It's put him on an even higher level than he was before. Mm-hmm. It's put him on a level where majority of the fans now accept him, uh, whereas they didn't before in previous title reigns. Um, and I, and I, I just don't necessarily think that needs to mean 
like a new star wins it at the end or someone gets a rub in the end if 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 it was Brock Lesnar who was to end Roman Reigns' run then I wouldn't mind that um because they are they're essentially a career feud and and it makes sense that Brock Lesnar's powerful enough to take Roman down and then then Roman doesn't lose anything Roman is up there where the title reigns put him um yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a factor I didn't even consider about how the t- the the title run helps make the wrestler as well. Yeah, I think I think the thing that doesn't help is certainly with WWE. I, I think a long title reign suits AEW better because WWE just has too many pay per views, um, and a long title reign means you know a year long title reign, whereas previously that would have been four or five defenses, is now. A minimum of twelve defenses, but probably more when you throw in a raw and a smackdown. So I think that may may maybe one of the negatives of a long title reign in this day and age. So you think the more number of defenses hurts the reign? I think so. Okay. Because I, I, I think there, there'll always be a natural point where the fans do tire of it, mm-hmm. no matter how good the story is or 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 how well it's portrayed. I, I think. Hmm. If if they're what if they're well if they're, if they're attending pay per views or they're or they're watching pay per views every every month, and it gets into that predictable kind of cycle, then I, I think people do just tire of that. Well, let's use Roman for a second because when John Albert brought that up, and of course a lot of people have kind of said that too, even though most people who were Roman haters have acknowledged that this reign has been great, right? Or at least entertaining. Um, But when Roman, ignoring when he won the title, because, you know, the feud and and the the Fiend and Braun, ignoring that, Roman went immediately to feuding with Jey Uso. And Jey Uso is higher on the card than he's ever been, right? And then after the Jey Uso feud... um, I'm trying to go in order. I believe Kevin Owens was next. And they had th- three or four great matches. Right? And after the Kevin Owens feud, he did a mini feud with Cesaro. Mm-hmm. No, no. No, I'm sorry. It was Edge. It was the, it was going into WrestleMania with Edge and um, Brian. And then afterwards with Cesaro because Cesaro saved Brian after Roman beat the hell out of him. And Cesaro got his first single championship match you know so it's like all and finn had had finn got his first single championship match since he dropped the title so yes i think there is a conversation on both sides i think i normally have been of the belief i've never thought about it your way paul but i've never been of the belief that the more title contenders the better title reign because i think when you're a dominant champion that means you beat everybody I don't think it means you beat a couple of people. You're not dominant if you haven't beaten everybody, right? Which is, which is, I think, where the, well, who's going to beat him comes in, which is interesting to me because that means you have to build a new star. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That makes sense? And I, 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 I agree with that. I, th- I think a great champion beats everybody. I, I think I prefer to see them beat everybody over three years than... Fair. All concentrated into one. That's one a long time year. to hold a damn championship, though, man. Three it years. It is, but in this day it, and age, that, 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 you, you hit, hit the nail on the head in this day and age. Yeah. Um, but 
eighties, nineties, that was pretty, you know, pretty regular. The norm. Uh, even Bruno held it for like three decades. I'm, I'm being facetious, but yeah. like it was a long time. So I want to hit y'all with these two things, and I want to get y'all's opinion on this real fast. Number one, I saw a tweet today. And it encapsulated so much of what I think people have problems with. It is it says that people don't hate wrestlers because they're booked too strong. They're jealous that one that they like isn't booked that way instead. That's that always been the way. Hits. That's always been the way. Especially with wrestling Twitter. Um, the issue is never um, that they're not happy with a, a a wrestler ascending to championship is they're not happy that their favorite wrestler hasn't ascended to that championship. There's always that tribalism is is as as prominent as ever on on wrestling social media. So one more thing I want to get you guys' opinion on, and we go Magsy first if you want, is strict, sticking strictly with the WWE. There has been this kind of jokingly joking thought process or or feeling about wait it out right because so much of wwe's booking may feel short term but ends up being long term so much of aw's booking may feel long term but ends up short term does it make sense okay yeah. okay and I, the reason I say that is because if Bianca wins the world, if Bianca wins the Rumble and faces Becky again at WrestleMania, well, then that's a story that started from SummerSlam to WrestleMania. That's a seven, eight month story that is gone in the middle because Bianca moved on a feud with Do Drop, and then she'll do this and do that and do that. Daniel Bryan's feud it stopped in the middle because he became a Wyatt for no fucking reason. And then came back, right? WWE does that a lot. You know what I mean? So, um, and a lot of fans feel disenamored with WWE because they don't get the resolution that they want or they think they should be getting from stories. And, of course, fans of WWE will say, you have to be patient. I feel like a lot of fans feel like there's no reason to be patient because WWE is going to disappoint you in the end. What are y'all thoughts on that idea? Yeah, that that's a common um, a common thread all over um, wrestling social media that um, WWE don't do long term term booking. And if if you actually look at it from an objective point of view, they do very similar booking to AEW. The only issue is that uh, AEW don't tend to rinse and repeat matches as much as, as WWE do. Uh, and and maybe that's a, a case of um, WWE are not, are not aiming for the same demographic as AEW. AEW seems to be uh, focusing on as many dream matches uh, as they can, uh, which is great for the, for the, the indie kind of a fan base that they're built. But, WWE are aiming for the kids who want to see their favorite wrestlers week in week out. Um, so and they also don't care about wrestling very much. Well, this is it. I mean, it's rudimentary wrestling uh, for for WWE. It doesn't have to be uh, five star classic flippy shit because that's not the the audience wouldn't appreciate that for for WWE. 
that's why matches are tend to be pretty short because it's a a, a, a five, six, seven, eight year old kid is not going to appreciate a thirty minute war. They're not going to appreciate the 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 kind of like uh, the the little intricacies in in that match. They're not going to appreciate the kind of like uh, homages to uh, matches that the, these wrestlers have had previously or storylines that they've been involved in. It's that's not what uh, the 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 WWE fan base are, are looking for, especially the younger ones, where the AEW fan base is certainly looking for that. They they will critique a match to the nth degree, looking for those tiny little throwbacks to uh, other matches. So I think it's a case of arguing apples and oranges. Uh, they're, they're looking for for two different things, but the, the one common denominator, the wrestling, is what causes all, all the issues that, um, that that fans want both companies to, to basically be the same thing when they, they're not. They're two totally different entities. Yeah, I, I think I think they both do. Um, I both I think they both do long term booking differently. WWE and AEW, and I think they, well, WWE certainly do long term booking. Um, AEW doesn't have a long term yet. We can't we can't evaluate that because two years is not long term in my eyes. Okay. And I think people I think people uh, I think people misunderstand what long term booking is. The way WWE do it. Uh, and this is my opinion is they'll have wrestlers that are interlinked intertwined for their whole careers, mm-hmm. but they might have a match at one WrestleMania, a big blowout to a feud and they'll, whether they say it or they just know in the back of their mind, right. We'll return back to that in five years, seven years time. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll fight again over the period of that seven years. Let's take two rest, two random wrestlers like like Edge, Daniel, say Edge and Daniel Bryan. Edge is Edge isn't thinking about Daniel Bryan for those seven years. Whereas I think in AEW, everything needs to be a bit of a wink to this. This is still boiling on in the background. Um, whereas in WWF, WWE, sorry, um, it's not boiling over in the background. It's put on ice, and we'll come back at another time. And these two will have another barn burner. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, the, I was just going to say uh, a perfect example of that would be the the Cena and Bray Wyatt um, cinematic match. How many kind of points did point. they cover in, in that? That they essentially went through all of the history stuff that most wrestling fans had forgotten about, but yeah. that was still there, ready oh. ready to 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 be um, to be brought up in the match. So that's amazing long term booking. That that was what six years of long-term yeah. booking. And don't forget that that was their second WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania 30. Yeah. So great call. Okay. That's, that's all I wanted. We can, we can take a break and then you can make us look like idiots. <laughs> I mean, you'll, you do that yourself well enough. I mean, there's nothing I Good can point. add. Good point. <laughs> so, okay. We'll take a break here. Um, and we'll come back and Mags will uh, make Tali and I answer questions that we clearly don't know. Uh, don't don't forget while you while we're gone, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash chair shot. It's the holiday season. Pick you up some chair shot merch, put it in someone's stocking, put it on somebody, enjoy it, put it on yourself, on your body, get a soft style, just a little bit more, looks better. 
And uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. We back. Did you want me to jump in then? I did. You said you, you're, the, you're the quiz master, <laughs> but we're back. So, okay. hey. Um, Thanks for so listening yeah. to those messages, guys. And that awkward silence where nobody knew whose turn it was to jump in. Uh, yeah, so. Uncomfortable silence. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, yesterday, as this episode drops, um, you, will have, you will hopefully have heard uh, Badlands. Uh, and if not, Pause this and go back to listen to Badlands. How dare you? How dare you not listen to Badlands? That's just disgusting. Uh, but yeah, uh, that that episode of Badlands, uh, Paul uh, put forward a, a really interesting idea, kind of a uh, playing off the the what if uh, topic uh, and going more into kind of like fantasy booking, I suppose, with a what if uh, Brock Lesnar never broke the streak. So I thought we could uh, we could talk a little bit about Brock Lesnar. Obviously, me and Paul are um, we're certainly of the mindset that Brock is a once in a generation talent, uh, a, a, a phenom, if there has ever been a phenom. Um, so, what I wanted to do is uh, quiz you two because everybody loves a quiz. Uh, the, the viewing figures certainly show that. Wink, wink. Um, and I wanted to uh, essentially go through Brock's pay-per-view career now he's been a wrestler for nearly 20 years nearly 20 years Mad, uh, it? yeah and he's he's been on 76 different wwe pay-per-views um so i wanted to go back through his timeline and have you to actually working as as like a, a super team a brock super team and see how many of his opponents you can name from those pay-per-views. So, um, like I said, there were 76 uh, pay-per-views, a total of 85 opponents, if you if you are counting all the multi-mans that he's been in. Um, so let's let's do it. Let's uh, see how many of those 85 you can you can get. I can't even name 85 wrestlers. I'm saying, <laughs> good God. It's already, see, what time is it down there right now? 10 o'clock? You're not going to be doing this until the early morning. My God. <laughs> I assume it doesn't count Royal Rumbles. It, it counts Royal Rumble matches. You got me fucked up. I'm, Royal yeah, Rumble matches? Oh. Or matches, matches, at at the Rumble. Oh. matches at the Rumble. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Like, okay. Morrison was first, oh. and then it was Keith Lee. And so crazy. Let, let's make it, I mean, this show's nearly gone uh, half hour anyway, so let's make it easier. We'll go with, let's see if we can go through all his WrestleMania opponents. That's easy. You can, you can go make it fuller than that. That's easy. WrestleMania. I'm, oh, I'm a WrestleMania 
I'm a let's, WrestleMania maven, so that's let's that's, see how far we get. Let's see, let's see how far we get into yeah. '85. I, th- I think, okay. we're, we're, yeah. Bear in mind, there's a lot of repeats, uh, a, a lot of uh, feuds that carry on over multiple pay per views. So, um, okay, let's go for it. So, uh, try and we'll try and quick fire it. Um, okay. If don't kind of like spend hours deliberating, just fire room at me. Um, okay. So I'll start with. Uh, uh, start back at WrestleMania 36. Oh, we've got to link it to the actual show. Yeah, I tell you the show. Oh, I've got no chance you, for that. And you tell, <laughs> the, you tell <laughs> the opponent. I'm, my my powers of recall are awful. Okay, right. Last WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. No, that's WrestleMania was 37. WrestleMania 36. The 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 WrestleMania Brock was last at <laughs> Scotland. This is going well. Perfect. Think about Scotland, great Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Okay. Correct. So Super Showdown 2020. Roman Reigns. Incorrect. Oh, it was Ricochet. Rick. Oh shit. Yeah, I forgot about that two-minute match. You're right. <laughs> Right, so uh, Royal Rumble 2020, who was he eliminated by? Oh, it, it, this is open to both of us, or True. just yeah, you're yeah, working as a super team. Oh, okay, well, I, I got you, Paul. Okay, we, we're doing this together. I got you. Okay, okay yeah, okay. Drew yeah, Max, so, but Paul said, yeah, yeah, Survivor Series 2019, Survivor Series 2019 was going into the Rumble, Daniel Bryan. Incorrect. It was Finn Ray. Balor. Finn Ray Balor. Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. That's right. Yeah, because uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Crown Jewel 2019. Roman Reigns. That was Roman, wasn't it? Kane Velasquez. Fuck, man. <sighs> well, that's been our show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. SummerSlam. In fact, no, I'm gonna scratch it. We're gonna go WrestleMania opponents, and I'm I'm gonna we're just going to go through them. So we've got the first okay. one, um, Drew McIntyre. Uh, WrestleMania 35. 35 was... Roman. Is no, that just going to be... That's no, just going to be... Insert <laughs> Roman here. <laughs> 35 wasn't Roman. Because uh, Roman fought Drew at 35. 30, uh, Brock... He wrestled at 35? He did. The, uh, it was the a Universal Championship match. Yes. Kofi won the other title. Who the fuck did he fe- wrestle? Oh, it's opening match of the night, wasn't it? So he came out first. He yeah. wanted to get out of there. Correct. So look at that super teaming up. So there you go. WrestleMania we're rolling th- now. We're, we're rolling. WrestleMania 34. So 34 was Roman Reigns because that was New Orleans. Correct. 33 was in Orlando. That was Goldberg. Correct. So he didn't wrestle at 32, mm-hmm. but he, he wrestled at 31. Roman and Seth Rollins. Oof, getting the two points there without me even telling you it was a, a triple bet. So 30. Forgive me for you. I, 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 I'm sorry if I'm waiting on you. The WrestleMania is like my specialty. You want to do 30? Uh, don't, not particularly. I'm taking it. Was your, it was your fucking topic, Paul. <laughs> How do you not know? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I've knocked my, knocked my picture over. 
<laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> well, I, hold, I guess y'all know. I guess y'all know how Badlands went yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so WrestleMania twenty nine. Thirty was twenty nine was in New York. Was Dean it? Ambrose? No, that was that was. When did you fight Ambrose? That was after Undertaker, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I missed one. I missed one. Yeah, that was thirty-two. He did wrestle at thirty-two. That yeah, was Dean Ambrose. Ambrose. Yeah. <laughs> ah, brilliant. This is <laughs> well, so hey, well. <laughs> neither one of those guys remembers that match anyway. So don't worry about it. So hold on. Twenty-seven but was Ambrose, Ambrose remembers it. <laughs> He's got a bee in his bonnet about it. Twenty-seven was in Atlanta. Twenty-eight was in New York. Twenty-nine was no 28 was in orlando 29 was in new york so it's triple h correct um then he skips a whole lot um so wrestlemania 20 was goldberg goldberg correct that's when he told everybody to fuck off um then 19 was kurt angle Kirk Angel, correct. And I think that's his own. That was his that first WrestleMania, wasn't it? Yeah, because that yeah. was a rookie so, year. Wow. So you've nailed it. Got zero wrong. We did really well there. Eh? <laughs> High five. <laughs> what amazing audio that was. I, I thought it'd been more interesting to, to name the people he's fought ever at pay per views. We could have gone back and forth because, like, that would have been interesting. Because. Well. Maybe we'll revisit this uh, if you do your homework a little bit. We can have a Brock Lesnar pay-per-view opponents quiz, but you'll have to study, and I'll pick them out. What was his first pay-per-view match in general? It Y'all was know? Backlash, Backlash 2002 against Jeff Hardy. I was, I was, well, I was, yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, Clearly, you would know, Mag. You looked at the list, I bet. It's, yeah, it's right in front of me. It's literally right there. <laughs> Paul's telling me to wrap it up. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, shout out to Brock Lesnar, and we will pontificate about him. And um, honestly, what may be the greatest wrestling accomplishment in history. Uh, hopefully, you've listened to it by now, but if you haven't, go to Chair Shot. Uh, check out Chair Shot, the Chair Shot Radio Network, and go listen to Battlelands What If. Mm-hmm. With that being said, uh, what if we ended this episode right now? Wink, wink. Well, what if you went onto Twitter and followed me? I mean, I'm pointing because we're recording a video, but it's actually going to be audio. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Podfather Max. Uh, in terms of uh, podcasts, I'm everywhere. Every podcast you've ever heard of, um, I'm on that. So go and listen to them. Every now. podcast, every genre, every <laughs> platform. Mags is on there. Paul, go ahead. No one wants to follow me after that shit show. (laughs) (laughs) That that idiot clearly knows nothing. We want to follow you. I'll follow you, Paul. I I can't believe you. What? Who did he face at WrestleMania 30? (laughs) I have not got a clue. (laughs) Paul, do you want to take WrestleMania 30? Not especially. (laughs) I've got a crib sheet on WrestleMania 30 right here. (laughs) I'm at Rain Counter. Come oh, follow man. me. Oh, and I'm at It's Ray Cash. It's R-E-Y's Mysterio C-A-S-H as in dollars, of course. 
the network, the brand, the chair shot. You can find us at thechairshot.com, where you always use your head, and uh, on Twitter at chairshot media. So, um, holla at your boys. We'll see y'all next week. Hope you have a very good weekend. Holidays coming up, so do some shit with your family. Um, well, depending on whatever holiday you listen, believe, you know? listen to a podcast with your family. They'll enjoy it. And bing, bing, yeah. bing. and and to just before we we do sign off, I, I, I want to be real uh, about this. Um, I want to thank everyone who, who listens to the, the the network, whether it's this podcast or whether it's uh, any of the other podcasts. Uh, uh, we're we're growing so well, um, and a little bit of kind of behind the scenes. Uh, we've been uh, we've been beating our best months uh, month on month, and we're doing great numbers. And that's all down to you guys listening. Uh, we really massively, massively appreciate it, uh, all the team. So much love. Thank you very much. So you know what that tells me, right? I didn't take more time off because y'all got the best numbers when I was gone. So, hey, mm, yeah, well, I'm listening to you, audience. I know what you want. <laughs> less Ray Cash. We'll work on it. More Paul Tully. That's what the audience wants. Well, More Paul Tully. That tells me I'm the, I'm the Brock Lesnar of uh, Cheershot Radio. Num- numbers up, go up when I come back. And then you leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he never outstays his welcome. Just comes and <laughs> fucks shit up and then leaves. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week, y'all. Y'all be good. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.